You're listening to Story Now. Today, we're talking to Riley and Megan of Anne and Ellis. A little gratitude will make your garden grow. A little gratitude is good for your soul. Oh my gosh, guys, we had some just back and forth earlier that was filled with wisdom and insight, and we had a little technical issue, and the recorder didn't get it, so... yeah. Now you're just going to get whatever nonsense this is. <laughs> <laughs> just pick a topic. Spin just a pick wheel, a pick a, to- yeah. pick a topic. Well, okay. So first of all, before we get into this conversation with Riley and Megan, which I'm super excited about, I'm so glad to be working with them and, I, and to get to know them and just see their business and their passions grow. Uh, but we got to address the elephant in the room, if you will, which is our new studio. The elephant in the room is the room? Yeah. Well, we got to address the room in the room, the room in the room, but you could fit an elephant in here. I think you could fit. Oh, for sure. Three, maybe four elephants. Yeah. Yep. Depending on age, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you could probably fit 12 baby elephants in here if we're being really honest. (laughs) Wow. Just rich stuff coming out of the (laughs) storyline studio. Just speak in my mind. (laughs) Just speak in my mind. Well, this is really exciting. You know, before we started recording this phenomenal interaction. (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping all of this. (laughs) I love it. Um, Before we started recording, you were just making a few comments, which I stopped you from making because I was like, just we'll save it for the podcast. But you were talking about sort of your feelings about the space. We moved in. It is currently Thursday. We moved in last Thursday, so we've been here officially a week. What's your what's kind of your feeling about it? Well, basically what I was telling you was it feels like it's like that feeling you get when you get a new job, only yeah. I've had this job for a while. Yeah. And so it just feels like oh, like I've got a workspace to go into and yeah. I see new people every day and and like it just it's just a refresh basically for sure and then when i get when i come home at night it's totally different because there are certain things i get to leave here and not have to think about versus at home where yeah just have to keep all that stuff kind of loaded loaded into memory so yeah it's pretty sweet yeah it's uh, well and i you know we've been you've you were coming over to my house a couple days a week because i had a home office in the basement that's kind of where our central hub what has been for the last three and a half years You've been on the team for over a year because you celebrated a year anniversary in July, full-time. Oh, wow, you're right. Full, that was full-time. Yeah, that was full-time. Just passed right by. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, because you were doing contract work before that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've I've definitely noticed a shift, too, because you know we, all of this stuff, I mean, we're filling a room with stuff that I had in the back of the Prius and mm-hmm. was taking to businesses and taking to jobs and We'll still do that to an extent, but just kind of having a home base. Yeah. Um, we're currently in the basement of Merge, which is a collaborative um, project. It's kind of like an incubator, get, helps get small businesses get started, and just it's a perfect fit. This is a great room. And uh, Jen Teagle, amazing interior designer, she's helping us decorate the place. So it's kind of fun because you're seeing an, an iteration of it now, mm-hmm. but- you know, in the next two weeks, furniture is going to be arriving, more fun lighting stuff. And um, I'm just super excited. So yeah, it's great. I mean, it's even changed since we recorded the podcast that we're introducing right now. So there's more squares on the the wall. Yeah, for sure. So uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the podcast that we're... Yeah. Well, I've known Riley for a long time. Uh, we have mutual friends in Jordan Montgomery circle. Um, what has always interested me about Riley is, and I think this is going to be a common theme in future podcasts, but people that I ask to be on the podcast are people that I feel like are really good and like exceed what the industry standard is in their fields. Mm-hmm. And so with Riley, um, there's been events where he does the audio. I do the, we do the video. I have never had bad audio from this guy. Mm-hmm. Literally everybody, other, other events that I go to, it's like, Hey, if can I get audio? It's not good because Riley has 
set the standard so high in my mind that right. anybody who right. doesn't meet that yeah. is annoying. Mm-hmm. And there's a few people that I, I to, to be fair, there are a few people that we work with that are equal to that. So I'm not saying that about them. Ah. <clears throat> <sighs> just got real defensive for a second. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So, but yeah, so, um, and then, you know, we've been having conversations. They'd like to start a podcast. So we've been talking about what that would look like collaborating. And then he introduced me to his business partner, Megan, and they started Ann and Ellis, which is just this amazing, it's uh, wedding venues. It's sort of like a one-stop shop for people who are engaged that want, you know, their wedding day to be the most spectacular day of their life, essentially. And and just hearing about how they're simplifying that and trying to make it easier and creating resources is just amazing. What what were some of the things that stuck out to you? Yeah. I mean, on that, like basically what they're offering is a streamlined experience for people. And I think they're able to offer that because they've got so much experience in the wedding industry themselves that yeah. they know what everything there is to know. Sure. Um, but with that experience comes a lot of really interesting stories. And mm-hmm. so I think in this episode, they've got some really interesting stories that they share. Yeah. I think those are a treat. So. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. Here's our conversation with Riley and Megan. Well, Riley and Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited to chat with you and all of, just to hear about all the adventures that uh, you guys have been on for this last, what has it been, year, year and a half? Year and a half at least, hasn't it? I think a year and a half as far as like when we officially announced Ann and Ellis and got rolling, mm-hmm. but we did a lot of uh, um, kind of a prototype of our business, I think, before we made anything public. Because it was through COVID. Like the last thing we wanted to do was yell from the rooftops that like, hey, this business exists and we're doing, while everybody was canceling their weddings through COVID. So Anne and Ellis, for for us, I think it started based on a thousand conversations that we had just as friends on the inefficiencies that we would witness weekend and week out and with megan owning a powerhouse of a venue uh ashton hill two of them cedar rapids galena check out the website um (laughs) she would witness these incredible clients that would come in and they would book a venue and so much momentum happens when you book a venue uh specifically after you book a venue because now it's like okay i got one of the biggest things done uh, now I want to proceed to the next chapter, which is catering, DJ, photography, maybe cinematography, finding an efficient, um, decor design. And that's where we would see a really antiquated system on how these clients who were very bright eyed and like ready to rock kind of hit some dead ends where they would have to go to facebook or wedding wire or the knots or instagram or wherever to try to kind of do their own investigative research on pricing and packaging and availability and it just took forever to do so it's like okay well there has to be a better way and i think it's probably up to us to figure out how we can refine that process for the sake of a really positive client experience and we started to just kind of test it with clients that would book the venue, we we would sit down with them in some cases for hours and we would start working from the ground up and we would say, okay, well, you just booked an incredible venue. So congrats on that. What do you think your budget's going to be? I don't, I don't know. What should it be? Okay. Well, let's start talking about uh, cost per person, typically speaking for food, Mm -hmm. Um, a quality DJ, maybe you want a band, uh, Let's talk about decor because the thing, the thing with the wedding industry and the clients that are getting married, the majority have never been married before. So they don't know what they don't know. And what I would witness throughout my years and years and years of being in this industry is that all too often vendors are asking questions as if the client should know the answer and they may give you an answer, but they may not even know. Sure. 
if they're answering it correctly, right? And right. so, so yeah. you're taking all of this client feedback and they're like, yes, no, perfect. <laughs> and you're like, okay, okay, great, great. And you're starting to go sideways. Right. So we just, we slowed everything down and started to really pace ourselves with these clients to get them what they wanted. And to watch that kind of come to life, that's, I think our light bulb moment, right? As far yeah. as like, we're, we're onto something yeah. here. We're making clients happy and doing this very quickly. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that was, we've had so many conversations. I remember one kind of distinctly when I was out at Ashton Hill and I would say to Riley, you know, we would do everything that a, a traditional venue would do is here, we'll give you a preferred vendor list. And, you know, and then the clients would still come back to us with, you know, but how do we do this? And, and, and for me, it was selfishly, you know, everything that happens within a venue is a reflection on the venue. Right. Guests don't differentiate between whether the food, who did the food. And and so I was looking at it from that end of things and telling Riley, like, this just, there's a disconnect. Something isn't, isn't working. That's not enough to just give them a preferred vendor list. And it's not enough for the vendors either. And, and what do we need to do? And that's, I mean, we started saying, let's go deeper. And the clients loved it. You know, they loved the extra support. They loved the extra help. Um, of us saying, this is a vendor who actually makes sense for you. And here's why. And here's why you go this path and that path. And then we have just peeled the layers back of that process for clients to say, we're going to take you from the very beginning to the very end and educate you on why it makes sense to do things in this order, why it makes sense to have this type of vendor and not that vendor. Um, it's all education. It's all just sharing knowledge. It's all, you know, no matter what you want to do during your day, let us help you figure out the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, and being advocates for vendors um, as well and, and what they're good at and what makes sense for them. And um, people come into it just sometimes with kind of not unrealistic expectations, but just not sure how to make all the pieces fit. And 100%. Yeah. And that's what we do. And it's it's really a joyful experience to watch a client walk in the door and say, you made this really easy or like, thanks, you know, thank you for that help. Right. Or mm -hmm. um they didn't, and and it comes, you know, it came out of the venue side of things because I I own venues, but um, it's just so easily transferable to to everybody in mm -hmm. you know in the that's planning a wedding. So it's been a lot of fun. It's 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 crazy to me how uh, simplistic our business model kind of sounds, right? <laughs> because at the sure. end of the day, is it's relatively simple. All we're doing is giving clients exactly what they want. And we're doing it quickly, uh, effectively, uh, in a way that, that is fully transparent. Um, and I'll never forget, you know, doing a wedding, I think it was uh, roughly a year and a half ago. It was a client that I personally worked with um, as soon as they booked Ashton Hill because uh, we manage other venues as well, which we'll talk about. But when they booked Ashton Hill, I met with them, uh, I think like three days after they booked. And they filled out a really detailed survey that we have, and it's even more detailed now. Um, and, you know, DJ, photography, cinematography, decor, floral, catering, I said that already, some of the essentials. And that client booked all of the things they wanted within a matter of like two days. And 80, 90% of their planning was done in a matter of like a week and a half. That's insane. Mm -hmm. That is insane. <laughs> and so is that every client? No, but it goes like that proved to me, like we, we are onto yeah. something. Yeah. And, and I will never forget after that wedding, wedding ended at, uh, last song was at 11 cause I was DJing the event. Last song was 11, about 1110. She came up to me and she goes, I just want to let you know that every single vendor that was here was incredible. You help me find, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I know it sounds like that, but I'm trying, trying to prove a point here. Um, <laughs> DJ Riley. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> um, availability down below. <laughs> Pricing as well. <laughs> but, sure. but she's like, you, every, like, this was just so, so stupid, simple. Like, thank you. And so that was the fuel to our collective fire to say, well, let's scale this strategically. Yeah. We know it's it's possible to do this within other venues. Um, we're probably not for everybody, but at the same time, 
with our level of day of coordination with our incredible team um that process is really efficient and i think when 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 people think of like day of coordination they might think of like i get somebody that's with me the day of but i'm on my own for planning the entire time wrong i mean our day of coordination uh package just it consists of you know your initial meeting your point of contact throughout the entire wedding planning journey they're there to consult with you to answer questions uh connect you with vendors and then of course they're there the day of so they're helping these couples set up their decor coordinating with the vendors making sure that you know before the blessing begins that the food's actually ready so you're not having 28 awkward minutes of downtime because that blessing happened too early and the caterers weren't ready yet. Like sure. <laughs> all of the things that sound kind of boring because they're all like intangible items. But that's for me, that was like the foundation of how I built myself as a, as a, not just a DJ, but somebody that's like truly integrated into the event. Like that's just what I was so used to. Cause back 16 years ago when it was like just coming out of the CD age yeah because show that's why i'm so gray is i've been in this industry a long time (laughs) um that that i didn't work with like any day of coordinators or very very few wedding planners so i was on my own so i had to kind of learn you know to elevate my level of customer service and whether it's getting wedding party drinks or if uh, the grandfather of the bride couldn't walk very well, I would kind of study like, okay, his drink is almost empty. I think he's drinking like a Diet Pepsi. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go to the bar, grab a Diet Pepsi, bring it back to him. And he would look at me like, who are you? Like, I'm sure. DJ and I just wanna make sure that the overall experience is great. And once I linked up with Megan, I witnessed Megan growing just an unbelievably successful business with her venues and she was doing things differently but she was doing everything in my opinion the right way i mean yeah. watching her give a venue tour is like masterful i'm telling yeah. you like insane how good she how good yeah. she is how good she is link in the description yeah, that's, right. Right. that's right that's right <laughs> but it, it, it just i don't know a, a lot of the pieces just came together based on our philosophy yeah. on not disrupting an industry yeah. like that's that's not really our model we're going to come in and disrupt everything rethink everything you thought about wedding we're just here to try to elevate and enhance yeah you know? yeah well and i think what you're describing too is uh you you want you're selling an experience mm-hmm. like and and i was just on a podcast last week where i got to share you know that's kind of what we're trying to do here with the room and like coming in and and you we're trying to create an experience cuz mm-hmm. one of my early um memories of shooting weddings, which we don't shoot weddings anymore. But I remember um, somebody had their photos taken, somebody that well, I didn't take the photos, but she was showing me the photos and she was like, these are just so great, aren't they? And I'm like, well, technically speaking, you know, I uh, there's stuff I would have done different, but everybody would say that, right? But the yeah. more she described it to, to me, the more I realized that she was describing to me the experience that she had mm-hmm. with that photographer. Yep. And so I think that that's really kind of in a nutshell, what you're describing is you want to provide an experience and that experience is limited to the mercy of like vendors operating individually or things like that. So I just, I think that this is something that, um, you know, even which we'll get into later, just the, the venues that you've created are so beautiful that I'm like, I wish I, should I renew my vows? 10% off today only (laughs) bring in the contract quick, (laughs) book it, book it, strike while they're on top, baby. Yeah. Um, so I I just, I just love that approach. And I think that that's so unique and ultimately it's going to make the experience better for the bride and groom and or, you know, whoever's getting married. So I just love that. I just think, listen, it's, it's 2022, right? Like it's, it's everything else evolves. I mean, look at technology. I look at technology in the world of DJing. It is crazy. I think about when I first started like plugging in up lights and you had like, it was called dip switches. So on the back of a par can light, you had one through, I think it was one through eight these tiny little switches and you'd have to go like one, five, six gets purple, two, oh, four, seven heavens. gets green. And if you wanted like a mint green, 
you would have to sit there for like 15 minutes to figure out what <laughs> figure dip out. switch to do it. And it's like close enough, I guess yeah, I got to finish setting up all the yeah. time. That's and now it. I use my iPad and I can use my finger and all my lights or it's, it's, it's crazy. So I, I say all of that because I think what, what we see on pretty much a daily basis when we work with clients, when Megan's given tours and you know I give tours at other venues as well, is that a lot of the clients now you can tell that they come from the world of Netflix and Amazon, which to me just translates into convenience, right? Like they mm -hmm. want everything under one platform, mm -hmm. which is a reason why Netflix is constantly updating their content and they're spending big money to do so. Yeah. Amazon growing their service offerings is like, why would you leave that platform? Weddings. It's a huge financial investment in most cases, significant regardless. Why wouldn't you want everything as much as you can anyways to be under one same, uh, under the same platform yeah. Yeah, 100%. with quality resources? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Our industry just hadn't, hasn't completely caught up, right? It still feels like the way you plan a wedding is you go out and do the research and you find the individual caterer and you find the individual photographer. And that's not how it needs to be, right? And that's yeah. where we made that shift. And I think I sometimes get the feeling and we remind clients, we like to meet with them right away after they book. Like we we explain our process during a tour, but we want to we want to see you right away because we want to shift your mindset um, from the get-go as to this does not have to be stressful. I mean, I can't control your Aunt Cheryl and how she's going to act at your wedding, right, but I can right, control right, yep, a lot yep. of other things for you. Yeah. And I think people think I have to be, you know, this is supposed to be, it does not have to be stressful, you know, and we, um, with our process, so not only the vendor, that, that matching process, but just the process of education and the process of saying, we know how, how and when things should happen. And here's the little minute detail things to think about, right? Like when you're giving a speech, because we live and breathe it. It's what yeah, we do mm -hmm. and what our team does every day. And we don't expect clients to know. So, it's shifting their mindset to like this is going to be a different way of doing things. Yeah. And then they get so excited and they're so appreciative and it's it's really it's really fun. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. And you've even talked about building out educational content. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and and what you see happening in the future? Yeah. Well, as we start to evolve Ann and Ellis and in, in, in regards to kind of how we define our brand, quote unquote. I think it can go a lot of different ways, but for us, I think we find a lot of enjoyment and our passion is is centered within the education yeah. side of what we do. Because to me, that translates into clients that get what they want. Uh, it, it, it's just a more positive experience. It is much less stressful. And there's a, a, a ton of resources online, obviously, where you can find your you know, wedding to do checklist or how to find this or how to do that. But they're all just kind of, I don't know, a, a little bit antiquated in, in my opinion, I agree. because a lot of the individuals, at least some that maybe have made those, they're not like living in it, you know, mm -hmm. right, and right. I see the reality of an inefficient timeline, right? Yeah. So like if you're inviting 250 people, and they're all in one location ready to eat, but they're all standing up for cocktail hour, grabbing a drink. Let's make believe that before dinner starts, there's a toast. Well, if you don't have somebody that like you, you could go from your ceremony into a cocktail hour for maybe an hour and then guests are seated for dinner, but then toasts are happening before. If you don't have somebody there saying, you know, with that, ladies and gentlemen, our toasts are happening before dinner. So if you'd like to head up to the bar, grab yourself a quick refill before you find your seats, that would be greatly appreciated. Again, toast before dinner. Like you could have those basic block kind of line items, but if you don't have somebody there to kind of fill in those gaps, the guest experience starts to diminish. So yeah. when I train other DJs, when I talk with clients about the importance of a DJ that's like not just there to play music, it's to fill in those gaps and to kind of be a natural extension you can't find that on a timeline or a checklist. So right. providing some of those things that are a little bit more realistic that says, okay, here's who you just hired. Here's how they're going to work themselves into this timeline where the 250 people that are there, you're not getting these peaks and valleys of the night. It's like mm -hmm. just this beautiful sure. linear yeah. 
trajectory. And I think what we want to share through our podcast and through um, videos and things like that are just those little moments, little nuggets of things that, you know, bride and groom, you out there planning your wedding, you're not going to find this in a checklist, right? Yeah. You're not going to find this in something that somebody isn't living and breathing it isn't going to share with you. Um, little things that will will make a huge difference in the night. For example, our team, if someone does a sparkler send off, that's a big deal, right? So people think that's usually staged. So you can do it when your photographer and videographer are still there. And your thought would be, well, like, hey, oh, we've got to get everybody out to do a sparkler send off. No way. Absolutely not. Do not try to send <laughs> your 200 guests out yeah. to do a sparkler send off. That will take you an hour and a half. Like we'd say that it's not everybody. Pick you know, your wedding party. Just invite them. Yeah. And do it at this time. And you're going to, you know, so if no one's there to tell you those little things, it's like, I don't know, like we're your big sister and yeah. brother. And we're yeah. going to tell you like, yeah. no, 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 don't do that. You know, right. Um, and and so we're going to share that. And that brings us joy to be able to share those little nuggets of, of information um, with people planning a wedding. Also, you know, people on the business side of our industry, things that they need to be um, aware of how to work together. It's just such an awesome, beautiful thing when like a team of people work together. Um, that's something fun that we can share. And then we have just learned a lot. Uh, I think we are excited to share, you know, running a team, yeah. right? And having a business partner and what yeah. that looks like. And we share a brain, which is super cool because we pretty much think all the same. Yeah. Um, and people are afraid to leave us in a room like together to think of business <laughs> ideas because... <laughs> Because it just skyrockets. We're going to yeah. take over the yeah. world. Do this and this and this. I, we'll figure it out. We'll We're do like, this, we'll do this, that this, at midnight. Uh, and then you get on that at one in the morning and I'll work on this at three. And yeah. um, we have some people that ground us, which is really awesome. But um I think we're just super, like, we're so passionate. We're yeah. so excited to share that. It's been, it's a fun industry to be in. Um, You got to be a little crazy to it do It is what we very do. much a lifestyle. I think for anybody, yeah. even thinking about getting mm -hmm. into the wedding industry. I mean, the level of commitment and sacrifice that this takes, you have to love it. You like if, if you're it. doing this for the money or whatever, I mean, there is a shelf <laughs> life so on <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> type of mentality that just doesn't work. I mean, the amount for of sure. birthday parties I've missed and tailgating at a Hawkeye yeah. football. Like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Pictures on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, not cool. always pretty. I mean, we have a lot of young people, you know, I am a huge dreamer and I'm a huge, like, you know, go get, but people are like, I want to be in the wedding industry. I'm like, it is not always pretty. Like our joke amongst our team is like, do you like cleaning up poop and throw up? Because yep. then this True. is for you. Like, I mean, yeah. that's part of what we, you know, do you like, like, there's a, there's a, a side of what we do. Do you like, you know, you are a, like a therapist between the family. You're like in dirty stuff. You're like, we do yeah. it all. Breaking um, up bridesmaids and groomsmen in the back by the A lot of nudity, John, a lot. How much time we got? I can tell you some stories if you okay. want. Okay. Well, I was going to save this for the end. <laughs> like that went downhill no, fast. No, well, no, I was going to save this for the end, but we're going to jump in right now. Mm. What's, what's for each of you, so I'm asking mm. you this, what's your worst experience? Mm. But I also want to know about maybe your best experience mm. as well. Okay. In no particular order. I can, mm. I can quickly jump in on an experience that I think, um, are you going where I think you're going? Well, or is this it a non-wedding event? Well, I have a non-wedding story that has to deal with the swingers party, but um, not that I, I was not involved. That's, I was DJing unexpectedly. I was, I was told it was a private party, but it was a swingers party. That's okay. A, I, okay. Anyways. Well, technically that is a private party. Yeah. I mean, they didn't lie. <laughs> they, they didn't lie, but they were like boarding Very up windows private. and stuff. I knew yeah, something yeah. was going to happen. A party with privates. Yeah. Is what a they location did. to uh, remain <laughs> confidential. Yeah. But a private's party. I would yeah. say uh, <laughs> link in the description. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We'll help so, you plan one. No, we won't. Website link. Um, a, 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 I would say more of an awkward moment for everybody, not just me, is when toast goes super long. Mm. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying they have to be like 30 seconds, hurry up, you're done. Because there's some, yeah. like I've seen some like Father of the Bride speeches that are like, good Lord, that was incredible. And everybody's like wiping tears yeah. from their eyes. Yeah. Now that I have kids, I'm always like, I can't even, especially a daughter, like when for Father sure. of the Bride starts Dude, talking, 100%. I'm like, don't make eye contact, yeah. I'm gonna start crying. Yeah. Uh, there was a wedding, uh, about four years ago, uh, the maid of honor was drinking pretty heavily and she was up to speak and her toast went 37 minutes. 
Oof. 37 minutes. Oof. And there's not a lot I can do. Like, I can't just start yeah. playing you don't have a shepherd music you yeah. To, yeah you need to figure out some way to like zap someone through a microphone know, like, or someone shine a light oh, like damn. they do like for stand-up comedy you like done you're wrapping the, up yeah the academy awards that's you right just yeah wrap up music yeah that's right <laughs> like, it, oh here yeah. we go but again a learning experience i think for number one one thing i preach all the time is toast before dinner because like if okay. if you're really nervous to speak like my wife melissa she does not like to talk in front of a bunch of people. So for somebody like her, if she was in a wedding and she was the maid or matron of honor and she was going to speak and she knew that she was going to speak after dinner, well, what are you doing all the way up to that point? If you're just kind of drinking your nerves away, right? Yeah. And now you start to feel like, all right, I'm, I got this. I'm going to be, you know, some sort of motivational speaker all of a sudden. I'm going to be profound <laughs> in what I'm saying. Yeah. But in reality, after five minutes, your guest starts to check out. Yeah. And you're still up there for another 32 minutes. And, you know, so I'm a big fan of toast before dinner. Maybe people listening or watching are like, that's really dumb. But like when you think about it, when you go out to eat and you're celebrating an anniversary or a birthday party or a job promotion, when do you typically do a toast? Yeah. Like usually when your drinks come, right? Yeah. Like you're yeah. not because you're toasting to something that's about to happen. happen. Yeah. Not yeah. you're not toasting, to, at least in my opinion, you're not necessarily toasting to what's happened. Like, hey, I want to sure. cheers to this, 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 and this. We're going to have a great mm -hmm. time tonight. So you set the tone. And it's a great way for those that are really nervous. So yeah, 37 minute toast. That was- uh, That's terrible. That's- That was crazy. Was that longer than the ceremony? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, the ceremony is yeah. funny. Something like that? Yeah. yeah. Dang. I don't even, what did she say? Anything that anyone cared about? Well, it was just kind of like, a, you know, I remember one time, we did this and then it was just like the stories just went there, sideways. Oh, like there was like, sure. there wasn't any sort of like uh, as a continuity, right? It was yeah. just all yeah. over the place. So I have so many stories. I'm trying to go through Narrow in my it mind. Down. Yeah. Right. I'm so I'm going to use one. I would take one. top two. Oh, okay. I'm going to use one though that I think was my, <laughs> I mean, I have, I don't know. There's, we should, we'll have to have categories and I'm like, which is the grossest, which is the, you know, um, oh, but, okay. but I'm going to use one that was kind of my, a best and worst kind of ended up being both at the oh, same okay. time. So it was, gosh, probably our a very, very early wedding. I mean, first uh, month of weddings um, at Ashton Hill. And uh, we'd booked a client and um, there's red flags, you know, along the way when you're dealing with, with clients sometimes. And the groom wanted to change our contract right away. He was just like, send it back redlined. And I was like, mm, no, we don't actually change the contract. And, um, just wanted like picked apart every line. So we kind of got through that, just dealt with a lot of things. Um, that client ended up, the groom was just really difficult. Um, they ended up, uh, their photographer quit on them because because of him, like vendors were dropping like flies, didn't want to work with this guy. Mm. And so like, what have we gotten ourselves into? He was nitpicking everything. And finally, um, I almost was like, do we need to end the contract? You know, it was brand new venue, needed the bookings. And so, um, we ended up having a meeting after they had lost two or three of their vendors. And he's like, I, you know, I know I'm being a jerk. I, I'm nervous. It's just a lot of money. And I said, you know, do you trust us? Like, I want this to go as well as you do. It's my first year in my venue. I promise you we're going to take great care of you. You just have to relinquish some control and, and let us do our thing. And he's like, okay. And so um, we made it through all the planning, got to the wedding day. I mean, everything went great. End of the night, he came up and hugged me. And he's like, this was the best day ever and i was like from you <laughs> i, <laughs> I right? believe can you? you write that down inside it somewhere yeah. because you were that's, i'm like you great. were so tough you know i mean he just didn't miss a thing and it was just really you know um not easy to work with and it, it could have been a disaster but it ended up being one of my favorite clients that's so end. cool so yeah uh there's clients i think a lot of it comes from anxiety mm -hmm. financial stress yeah. Family, there's family dynamics going on behind the scenes that sometimes we're privy to. Sometimes That's a we're huge not. one. Oh, it's huge. That is a huge one. When, every, you know, yeah. you have divorced sets of parents. Yeah. Stepdad's coming for the first mm -hmm. time to meet. Again, it's, it's, it's not something that I guess is up to us to navigate, but you can feel oh. some tension in the air. We deal with sure. a lot of that. I mean, a lot of intimate family dynamics. I had yeah. one client tell me like my aunt's a kleptomaniac. So you got to watch her around the cards. I'm like, Oh my, my gosh. Gonna chew? Like, <laughs> knock a card out of her hand. I don't know. Like 
There's just, you would not Secure believe it. Secure your yeah. gifts and cards, folks. Yeah, I That's mean, really so, important. and then just, yeah, tensions between family or, um, yeah. oh my gosh, we see it all. We have to write a book and write it all. Yeah, That's, that, that would be a coffee table book that I would buy. Yeah, yeah. right? you wouldn't believe half the stuff so yeah that's not like a very dramatic story but it was a you know just a yucky feeling that ended up turning into something really great i would say one of the best experiences i've had this was more on the djing side of things it was like two years into my career and you know i thought i was just terrible like i'm such a perfectionist that it's like oh my god i'm messing this up i'm messing that up but i tried really 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 hard because i knew that's what i wanted to do i was obsessed with just music and trying to make the right kind of announcements and just facilitating a guest experience that was positive and um at the end of the night the bride and groom both came up to me and they had like tears in their eyes and they said you know we um went cheaper on the venue and everything else so we could afford to have you here. And like, you know, the DJ was the most important thing and you made our day everything and more. And and honestly, that moment like changed me forever as a DJ because like every single client obviously mattered up to that point. Yeah. But from that mm-hmm. point forward, it's like, do you really understand what sort of impact you have? You know, because as a DJ, you are the voice of the event. Yes. Yeah. You know, and DJs can mess that up quick if they wanted to. You know, whether you're drinking all night or you're calling the bride the wrong name or you're playing the wrong song for a first dance or just whatever, you know. So you have to be so attentive on what you're doing. And um, for better or worse, that's kind of translated into other parts of my life where it's like I have to, you know, a little obsessive compulsive about things. But there's a lot, uh, a lot riding on the success of, of, of a wedding. And, and, and like Megan said earlier, all the more reason why you should have a really solid group of vendors at, yeah. and it's, it's not, everybody says that, but if you really would see the differences between a DJ photographer and cinematographer and caterer, let's just say those four that maybe don't work together much professionally, or maybe they don't like each other, whether a client realizes, realizes this or not, like it's, clunky but when you have an all-star team of people that like each other and they're you know getting along and they just they 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 know how to kind of speak the same event language night and day difference absolutely yeah Yeah. absolutely and that's why we even you know when we're educating our clients it's like it might not even be things you would see you know but we as wedding professionals can see the difference yeah 100 yeah absolutely well and that communication is so key because uh, one of the last weddings I shot, which was a few years ago, it was up in Minnesota, never had met the photographer before. She was great. Forehand, we met each other, but there was times where she would step in front of my shot mm-hmm. I yeah. would step in front mm-hmm. of her shot. And it's just, so, I mean, it's just those little things really do matter at the end of the day. Yeah. For sure. Do you have so, a crazy wedding story? Um, I don't... Yeah, actually, okay. I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, Riley, but you being a DJ, mm-hmm. I think you'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> so when I was in school, I hadn't um, I hadn't figured out that I wanted to do the photo thing quite yet. I was still figuring out what I wanted to do. But um, I had a friend who was getting married and she goes, would you DJ our wedding? And I said, well, I have never DJed anything in my life. Anybody can do it. And, okay. and yeah. so- she goes, well, I honestly, I think really what I want is somebody just to be responsible for renting the equipment and playing a playlist that I made. Okay, done. Mm-hmm. Um, so get to the wedding, set up everything. I'm nervous, right? Because I also have like a microphone for somebody else is going to do the actual like, and now dinner, you know, like, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, we start the dance portion and the list, the list she gave me is all like 80s music, 80s and 90s, which is fine. That's what she wanted, right? So her mom keeps coming up to me and going, there's a lot of older people here and we would love for you to play some oldies. So I'm like, okay, oldies, <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I have. But it's most likely going to be a footloose, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's as old as we're going. That's the right. oldest we're going is <laughs> right. 1980. And, uh, so she came back like three or four more times and, and by the end of the night, 
I'm breaking everything down. She comes over and she is just furious. And she was like, you never played an oldie song for these older people that I was mm-hmm. sitting with. Mm-hmm. And I just, then she left and then the bride came over and she was like, thank you so much for <laughs> yeah. taking care of this. This was amazing. You did a great job. And that was kind of my first introduction uh-huh. to like, who are you making happy? Right. You know? And so the bride and groom, they're the ones that are paying you. So their priority. Yes, the other people's experiences matter, but it's not as critical. And it's just so interesting to me going to, going to doing a wedding event and seeing how many people try to make something about them right. on a day oh. that is not about them. So it's it's just nuts. And I don't Correct. know if they're doing it on purpose or what, but it's just, it's it's bonkers. I just, I think, number one, welcome to my world every, <laughs> every weekend. Every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my gosh. It, all, it, it's taught me, those kind of experiences has taught me a lot about communicating with just people in general. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. conflict resolution. Like there's yeah. no better way to try to resolve a conflict when somebody's, 18 white claws deep and they want to hear <laughs> cardi b and it's just ungodly explicit and there's yeah. still 14 kids there and they yeah. can't understand why you're not playing it yet or ever um because you can't make everybody happy you just can't yeah. but i think once you are kind of at peace with that and yeah. you're able to just navigate those rough waters um mm-hmm. you it starts to become a little bit easier but djing is hard yeah, yeah. well it and you guys hard. get so much of the you have so much, so many things that you have influence over, and then you get people who feel like they can just of all the vendors that feel like they can just come up to you and tell you what to do, right? Like, so play this song. Let me get on the microphone. Um, you have a lot of issues with like women dancing in front of you, trying to like it's put true. out their vibe. Sure, Riley gets. True. I mean, it's just a. Yeah. Weird, I feel a lot like of I could see. I could see you that. have a lot, lot of the wedding front. <laughs> You're like, ma'am. <laughs> Like, yeah. um, but yeah. you guys just have a lot and yeah there's a lot of a lot of that and even the couple too right you you know what works for music versus sometimes their requests are like this is just off like we're yeah. gonna lose the dance floor if we yeah yeah you have to i don't know how you navigate it you do a great job well thank yeah. you it's sorry nice. i always i always use this example when and, and i'm very fortunate because you know a lot of the clients that i work with they truly are just freaking awesome like i so lucky with the clients that i have and most are like hey here's a handful of songs outside of that man just do your thing it's the best words i could ever mm-hmm. hear as a dj because i will I'll be able to do my thing and acclimate to my surroundings and my environment and i've got your back you know because as a couple you're going to be bombarded with people wanting to take pictures and see the ring and the dress and the tux and yeah you have zero concept of time that's where that's where we come in is to manage those things and our day of coordination team comes in to manage all of those things that you won't even know what's happening um but a lot of times with music because it's so almost like territorial like your favorite song is your favorite song and you want to hear that for your wedding but in reality if it's a song that you drive to i got news for you it may not be a song you can dance to and then you have a hundred people on the dance floor and just because you as a bride or groom or whoever wants to hear it and you play it it doesn't translate so i I, I use the example all the time it'd be different if it was just you two going from here to chicago yeah load up your spotify playlist of songs that only you guys like because you're the only two that you're going to be entertaining right as each other but you have a charter bus full of 75 to 100 people your playlist is not going to hold up, right? You know, it's going to be one or two songs in where they're like, whose song, who, who chose this next, next yeah. it's country sucks and whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, that's like, welcome to my world. That's where you have sure. to kind of navigate. Yeah. But then I also watch Megan, you know, I, I gained so much respect for her throughout COVID because she had these two venues and COVID hit March of 2020. And everything was getting postponed and canceled. And I remember we would go through these, you know, days of, of communicating back and forth and just the stories that she would tell me on how she had to navigate cancellations and postponements and still try to maintain a level of, you know, professionalism for, you know, the sake of your mentality, you know, your, your mental state and and mental health and the client, it was, 
crazy. But you hard. navigated that like a boss. I mean, that just. I cried in my car a lot. I would be on a phone call. Like, so I'm just going to go out for a drive. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come back and get on another call. She had and... clients screaming at her. Oh. Like, like it was her fault yeah. that like, COVID was happening. Well, it's like, I'm, you know, it yeah. was You're awful. Insane. You're the worst. Absolutely we hate your guts. Yeah. Yeah. It was really tough. But it. Again, anything anything like that strengthens how you deal with people and conflict. And I mean, in yeah. that, we are an experience-based people business. I mean, that's what we do. And so, um, yeah, although it was really unfortunate and not, not a lot of fun, um, taught us, I mean, just strengthened what mm -hmm. our skills, what we do. Yeah. And it seems like you navigated that pretty well. I we mean, made it. I yeah. mean, did you, you reschedule a yeah, lot? Yeah, we and made it. It was such a crazy, th well, I think everybody could say this, you know, we, when it happened, we're like, is this a couple weeks or what do we do? Right. Yeah. You know, like next week we'll be back, back at it yeah. April 1st. First, no yeah. big deal. Yeah. Right? Oh, Easter. Bye. Yeah. yeah. We're totally going to be fine. <laughs> this is nothing. What is it? The two weeks fly the curve. Right. Um, yeah. So it was by, you know, just the grace of God, truly we, the, the protocol we implemented from the first day really worked. You know, it was, you can move your date. You're not going to lose your money. You're not going to get your money back, but you've got to move with us and let's just find a new date. And some people yeah. moved three times because we did move them two weeks out. You know, okay. the hard part about being a busy venue is you just didn't have dates to move people to. Sure. Um, so that got kind of crazy. And it was literally, I mean, I would just have a list and pick up the phone and be calling and calling and and nobody knew what to do, you know. Um, but the fact that we were just in constant communication, I mean, we were we were sending out emails and just I was on the phone with every single client personally and um, and then there'd be some that I always knew when it was going to be ugly when they're like, well, Ashton Hill did this. To, and I'm like, no, I did not. Right. <laughs> I did not do this. Yeah. Um, and so the the ugly ones, I would, you know, fight the fight until I couldn't, um, until I just saw things going, you know, some things got really ugly and dealt with those too. Um, kept our team going. I mean, just kept them as busy as we had people that needed incomes and, um, but yeah, we, we made it. I mean, and it, the industry made it too. Yeah. I feel like that was one of my biggest concerns was everybody reacted like, let's do micro weddings. And let, I'm like, be careful, you know, right? Because yeah. do we want that to be our industry now going forward yeah, that absolutely. everybody has 15 people at their wedding? No, we don't. No. So, you know, that was a really quick band-aid um, that you had to be careful of navigating and the fear was, is our industry going to come back? You know, are people going to stop doing these big events? And it it was so fun because when we came back, um, people partied so hard <laughs> and oh drank so much alcohol. Well, they had a lot of time to make up yeah, for. We were like, my God. We couldn't keep up with no, the amount of alcohol to no, order for what we were. It was like double oh, what we were used to. Yeah. It was fun as a DJ. It was. I mean, yeah. people were like just going crazy and just all the crazy things we did and you know, tables apart and stand here and be on this X only and don't breathe there, blink that way or whatever. You know, I mean, we just did everything we were supposed to do. <laughs> and weddings are like it, their own thing, you know. So it's like once they start, good it's luck a beast. trying to. Yeah, you yeah. can't control Keep it. Keep your mask yeah. on. Yeah, that's going to work. Yeah. yeah. As soon as people oh, get on the yeah. dance floor, that drink's coming out and masks are going off. And, you know, it was just, it was crazy. We would get nasty messages on social media. Um, once mm. it was kind of like you didn't have, you know, have to wear a mask of people that would see pictures and you're not wearing, you know, masks. I mean, it was oh, just, yeah. it just got ugly, but, um, but our industry came back too, which was really exciting. It came back, you know, with a vengeance, people partied really hard. And then I feel like, and, and I also mentally try to block out that it happened. So, um, for my own mental health, it was not fun, but we, it doesn't feel any different, right? Mm -hmm. It's just back. It were big events, the same, same thing, which is really cool. Cause that yeah. tells us too about our industry is that people are going to want to celebrate this way forever. Like it's just, yeah. um, very tribal. It is. Yeah. And, and, and the, who we are. the things will change and, and, you know, just the way people do things or the trends a little bit, but the fact that people want to be together and celebrate and, and weddings are a, a whole beast of their own. Like you said, it's, um, the drinking and the part, you know, just the celebration of it all is, is really fun. So yeah, it taught yeah. a lot of vendors to strengthen their contracts yeah. too. There was yeah. a lot of vendors <laughs> during oh, COVID where it's yeah. like, hey, yeah. probably should have yeah. had that in there. Oh, probably yeah. should have had that in there. So and it was, we yeah. linked yeah. arms with a lot of vendors during that time too. Cause it was like, you were in this community of everybody going through the same thing. Like yeah. that's happening to you and it's happening to me. And like, we all understand each other. And so that was, yeah. that was cool to unite that way. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and Speaking of the wedding industry coming back, it's also, I feel like, growing. 
why don't you talk about your new venues and and sort of the journey that you've been on with that? Because I know that that has been, yeah. I mean, the last couple of times we've talked, that's what you're doing and I'm not available until <laughs> this is done. So we've been very blessed with some just incredible relationships that have evolved um, for the betterment of, of Ann and Ellis and our team and our vendors, um, you know, operating and managing uh, a handful of venues now, um, obviously the both both Ashton Hill locations, the Carriage House in Cedar Rapids, Knapp Creek Event Center in Walford. We have some great relationships with East Bank and Cedar Rapids, the Red Barn at Pine Creek Ranch. Um, venues that have given us a chance to really flex our muscle as far as the client experience goes. Um, selfishly, as as a DJ and and having this strong belief that music and lighting really enhances a lot of those intangible moments of the night where you can't like quite put your finger on why that reception was just so crazy and fun. So I, I try to quantify that. So a couple of these venues that we have, um, you know, full venue audio. So as a DJ, you can literally bring your laptop, plug in, you're good to go. Um, you know, Nap Creek, for instance, will have the ability to do sound and lighting. Everything's in house, so um, it's a fun time. You know, mm -hmm. to 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 see some of these things come to life. Where I remember just talking about it, and wouldn't it be cool if? And now they're they're happening, and and to see the responses that we're getting from these clients that are like having these as options now is is pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, we were approached by. Uh, these other venue owners, you know, how do you do what you do, right? What are you guys up to? And um, <clears throat> we get to come in and design and and create those venues to be um, unique. You know, they are um, and and implement our protocol. So we handle everything from the tour through the the day. It's our team. It's our philosophy, um, and that's really setting the stage for uh, just a really cool experience right off the bat. We get to share what we know works, what what we do um, and watch our team grow um, and just open up the possibilities for the community. And our team is also really branching out into non-wedding events. You know, we are yeah. so busy with weddings, right? Mm -hmm. But concerts and wellness retreats and um, beauty events and markets. And um, we have a lot of creativity on our team, a lot of drive uh, we do as well. I mean, that's just the, the yeah. thing. We've got a list, you know, mile long of different things we can do. And so- that's been a lot of fun too. So. Yeah. Because every venue is different. Like mm -hmm. that's that's the thing. It's, yeah. you know, they're not necessarily competing against each other. I mean, to me, it's, it's very similar to when you move into a house. Like when you're looking at houses, like there's going to be one that just clicks and feels right. You know, yeah. you don't have to be persuaded into a house to, to, to live in a house, like a venue. I know they're different. You're not living for the rest of your life in a venue, but it's like this really big emotional attachment <laughs> for sure. It is, you know, yeah. that they're all different. And I think, I think that's a good thing. There's a ton of wedding venues cut to today. There's a ton of wedding venues. Mm -hmm. Some are similar. Yes. Um, but the essence tends to be different. So it, it's fun for us to figure out, okay, this venue, here's, here's this essence. Let's try to capitalize on this. Let's try to market this a certain way. Um, what are clients really going to like about this? What, what what sort of client is this going to appeal to? This one over here appeals to more of a, a wider demographic. And here's why. Let's market that way. Um, but our vendor team, you know, it, it provides them an opportunity to, to really remain creative. Yeah. You know? It does. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So where do you see yourselves in five years mm, on great beach question. with me no I'm kidding <laughs> the hills of Arkansas never yeah. seen again. <laughs> find him in a camper it's either that for Riley or Riley um, you'll be in what's the place in Florida the villages I'm driving I'm your golf cart with your gold Naples. chains yeah because yeah. you go to Florida like every year don't I you try, I try to yeah, I try yeah. to I haven't been able to do that but for the last year I guess we went last year not for as long but um, I would love like I would love to specifically for like a DJ to show them how to turn that passion into a profession. And I was I was very lucky and re remained to be very lucky based on the friends and family that I have in my life, like my parents and my in-laws and Melissa. Um, 
just always believing in the craziest ideas that I've had. Right. And, you know, it, it, it allows me to feel really good about the work that I've been putting in. And I see some of these younger guys on our team who I love and, and I respect and, you know, Nathan and David and Avery and, and like, I can see that fire in them and I would love to, and I, I try to any chance I get to show them some tips and tricks to really elevate not only their skill set as a DJ, but from a, a business standpoint that they can provide for their family and then some and have that freedom and flexibility to live out your passion. And and I think with the evolution of a podcast and, and just what we're trying to accomplish personally and professionally, um, you know, is just a really exciting thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. In five years, I can see us, I th you know, really being able to be on a platform where we can reach a lot of people with yeah. our philosophy around you know, how to, how to run a wedding, how to, you know, all the thing, all the pieces of it. Right. And that we can share it with people that maybe thought clients themselves who thought they had to DIY their wedding and just didn't know where to start. Um, and that wanted a more intimate mm -hmm. resource than what's available today, just on some websites. Right. Um, that we can reach people in our industry and talk about, you know, the philosophy of, um, I, I was very lucky to be able to start a venue. I've done a lot of things that, I'm one person, I'll just jump in. I'm not sure how to do it, but I'll figure it out. So yeah. I've learned how to do it and have done it well and that we can share that yeah. both from the DJ side, the venue side, and hopefully inspire some, you know, entrepreneurial type people or business owners. Um, and then, yeah, just keep sharing our passion, you know, through um, how we handle our team and, and how we work together as as business partners. I mean, we've got Tons of crazy ideas yeah. of things that we would do, right? And then stuff that's right within our industry. And I think that that would be the ultimate goal is to say that, you know, we can be a, vo a voice of influence and people like, you know, listen and and can get something out of it and, and get value from what we do. That would be really cool when you look at all the years you've spent in the industry, all the years I've spent boots on the ground yeah. doing what we do to be able to, yeah. to share. It would be super cool. Yeah, I think there's just, there's so much noise happening right now it's kind of like a mosh pit on social media you know where everybody's trying to be perceived as an expert and everybody's trying to be perceived as a mentor and everybody has it all figured out and and i think it's really tough for a client to try to sift through all of that mm -hmm. yeah and you know i remember getting into the industry where there were maybe maybe just a handful of like true innovators sure. like those that really were putting their their brand out into the world where they were kind of vulnerable like they were trying new things um not necessarily worried about how it was perceived i mean facebook and instagram wasn't they were not nearly as popular then but that was okay you know because yeah. it allowed them to take chances and yeah. i mean i i, I we're, we're thinking of the same person i think yeah. in general but yeah, we are. um that i think that part is missing a little bit in yeah. this industry. And there's incredible vendors around here, don't get me wrong, but I like people that are out there taking risks and disrupting sure. things and yeah. getting some haters every now and then. I, I love it. Yeah. Bring it on, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> bring it on. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, just hearing about the podcast and mm -hmm. what you guys have in store for that. I mean, and I kind of told you this before we started, but I, I would have killed for a resource like that before my wife and I got married, mm -hmm. you know, Something, you know, an episode about how to pick out a DJ, how to have that conversation, mm -hmm. you know, and just like it would be so incredible because everybody has time to listen to a podcast when they're mowing their yard or doing whatever. And I feel like you're going to because normally and correct me if I'm wrong, but normally it's mostly the wife that has. Sure. Yeah. The, you know, the the ideas yeah. and the things like that. Mm -hmm. But it also the educational component could get be an opportunity for the men to have more absolutely mm -hmm. of uh, participate more right yeah to understand that what goes into it I think maybe sometimes that's where they feel a little left out right is like I don't really know why I need to be worried about this so it's like well here's some information and that mm -hmm. would get them involved too yeah yeah it's 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 like what do you have to lose I mean contacting Anna Nelson what do you have to lose I I don't I don't know I don't I don't know any sort of disadvantage on at least discovering who's available, what things cost, why is the industry standard, the industry standard, right? Mm -hmm. Like why do photographers or cinematographers or DJs or venues, why do they cost as much as they do? Like, even if you're just 
trying to discover the why and not the what. You know, I remember shortly after we launched, you know, we got some 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 uh, I don't know, not necessarily constructive feedback from some other vendors in the industry, and they were. You know where you where you find your vendors is you go on Facebook and you go on Instagram and that's where you find them and you need to sit down with it's like that's only going to get you so far. It's kind of sure. like Pinterest. I, I, I five six years ago when I was working more not only on the DJing side of things but even design decor lighting photo booth stuff like that. I always kind of referred to myself as like the Pinterest killer because because these people would come in with these Pinterest images of fifty Gosh, of them and their budget was let's just make believe. $5,000 and they're showing me pictures of these weddings in Dubai that it's like, I can show you that light fixture alone is, you know, right. $10,000. And then they were like disappointed because they didn't like, they're not able to really, yeah. maybe they're getting a fraction of what they wanted. But what if you could start from the ground up to say like, we'll, we'll, we'll get the essence of what you want. But number one, the venue that you just booked is going to dictate everything. Sure. You know, you might yeah. not be able to do outside bistro lights in a courtyard. Your venue doesn't have a courtyard. You yeah. know what right. I'm so it's yeah. like just education and, and yeah. you know, I, trying to save couples time. Like people are busy. They're, they're, they're trying to spend time with, you know, their friends and family. And, and you shouldn't have to always just think like wedding planning is stressful. I think it's as stressful as you want to make yeah. it. And with yeah. us, we're just trying to alleviate that. And. Facebook, Instagram, that's only going to get you so far. Like that's just the reality. You can post as a business 8,000 times a day, but that's only going to get you so far. Sure. Got to mm -hmm. dive deeper and deeper. And that's, and that's where we come in. And we are so blessed with our team that understands our mission. They understand what a positive client experience looks like, what it, what it sounds like, what it feels like. And, you know, that is something that's going to be timeless, yeah. you know? Especially 100%. post COVID, where a lot of businesses tend to be dropping the ball with customer service, not responding to emails, not calling yeah. you back, a website link that's broken. You know, you can just practice and implement those fundamentals now more than ever. I think you're going to be extremely successful. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like for businesses, customer service is the new currency almost. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's, it's a big deal and it's harder to find. Yeah, it is for sure. So it is. Yeah, it's crazy. So, where can people find you? And uh, well, I guess before we wrap up, anything else that you want to add about just what's happening this year, what's coming down the pipeline? Well, I know we're excited to have you on board. Yeah. yeah. This podcast, podcast, man. This is yeah, going to be podcast. great. We're going to have so much fun. This is like a nice little test run. It is. Yeah. It is. And I'm thinking that it's going well. I think so. <laughs> Are you going to like shame I've been, us I've been, afterwards? I've been like, texting oh, man over the table. Why, no, what did we just no. do? <laughs> Reminder, find new podcast yeah. producer. Thank you. We'll be like, I'm sorry, we'll get back in touch with you. No, yeah, we'll no, be in touch, is, bro. You, we'll guys, in you touch. guys are such naturals. And I'll just right away, I think, well, if I do my critique on the podcast, how does that sound? Just like most people who come in, the lights throw them off, the microphone yeah, yeah. throws them off. But you guys are just, you've worked with each other for so long and you know each other and you're just fun to be around. This I know this podcast is going to be a hit. And uh, that that's due to your guys' personality. Megan First. is going to get super famous and she and will you. never oh, return yeah. my calls. Yeah. I'm yeah. calling this right now. She is going to be a freaking superstar. I'm telling yeah. you because and then, she, she's so likable. I, I'm very fortunate. She's my business partner and my friend. I, I remind myself of that all the time. Like, how the hell did I get so lucky? And I'm, I tell you this a lot because wow, I mean it. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> but there's, and, and, and she has so many unique things that she is so damn good at that she'll just nonchalant hey yeah i bought a house and flipped it and um, i'm yeah, in your free time i just bought a wasted 100 bucks on a pair of shoes cool that's what i did today <laughs> you have cool passion you drive cool cars yeah, around but i don't yeah i don't get to do that uh no we just uh I think what's going to be what's really fun about what we do is that we think alike we have the same drive riley is no, that's not even true. Riley's drive is ridiculous. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm going fast. I've got a lot. And he's like, you know, doing yeah. 25 more things. And it's really fun. No to time work to together. waste. Yeah. yeah. Nope. It's super yeah. fun to work together. And it's just funny because I could be like, hey, I was thinking this. And you're like, I think the exact same thing. You know, we send so many messages back and forth. That's like 100% agree. And that's really fun. Um, so, yeah, this is going to take us both in some really cool places. And I think, like I said, it's just a fun way for us finally to be able to say, 
let's just let people know who we are and yeah. what we're up to and why yeah. we're doing what. No shame. What we yeah. do. Don't be afraid and to laugh. That. Don't yeah. take and yourself too serious. Because you know? yeah. we are. Yeah, we are yeah. fun to be around. Well, I appreciate awesome. you. I think we have the same philosophy about life too. It's yeah. like, you know, let's just enjoy yeah. while we're here. Yeah. Let's have fun. Just For try sure. things. Yeah. Let's do it. Cares what people think. Yeah. Here's something yeah. that got me fired up recently. Um, couple podcasts ago we had gary frakes construction on mm, yeah. and uh he was he was uh he said my motto is obviously life is too sh- life is too short mm-hmm. but my his motto is life is too short to own a crap business yeah and nice. that just got me fired up because i think i i've i feel the same level of passion of you is like i'm unapologetically gonna be really good at what i do yep yeah and and i love that well that was my first impression of you when we first met through jordan montgomery yeah you know your attention to detail and your organization was just something i've never seen before i'm like i've got to get to know this guy you know him and jordan are working together i know he's the real deal right so (laughs) you know very uh very excited and and just yeah thank you for this opportunity man we're excited to see where this thing goes be fun yeah me too all right well where can people find you where should they follow you on social media? Ananellis.com. Uh, we are on that. Facebook, Instagram. Haven't really explored the TikTok thing yet. I don't know. I mean, I probably sound like a boomer when I say that, but you know, at the end of the day, I just, you know, we'll get yeah. there. I don't know. Yeah. Just practicing fundamentals every day is what we're doing, you know, trying yeah. to really make our clients happy and and you know we're we're focusing on our team is focusing on the day-to-day we've got a great social media team so yeah instagram facebook within our instagram you'll see all the uh venues that we manage okay. as well the carriage house snap creek definitely follow those are going to be some cool things happening there so awesome yeah well we're going to be rooting for you guys and we're so excited Thank to you. see and hear all the content that's about to drop later this year yeah and uh thanks again for joining us Thanks so much for tuning into Story Now. We're so happy that you joined us today. And I just wanted to say a special thank you to Justin Goodchild, who wrote and performed the opening song that you're hearing now. Huge fan of Justin. Go check out his work as soon as humanly possible. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. We have new episodes every Monday, so please, please check that out as we continue to interview the movers and shakers that we're meeting in the Eastern Iowa area. And Hey, before you go, if you could just take a second and head over to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and go ahead and just give us a follow on those platforms. We'd greatly appreciate it.